Are you cruising through life not always knowing what direction you were headed? Let Live On Purpose with Dr. Paul Jenkins be your guide. Live On Purpose will give you insights into your life and show you how you can become the driver and captain of it. No more aimless wandering. By learning the principles that govern happiness and wealth, you will be able to make personal progress that you have only dreamed possible. And now, here's your host, the shrink who expands your life, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life, bringing you another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. And today, I've got a special treat for you. To help you really take control of your life and start to live on purpose, I have a guest with me today who has become a dear friend of mine, who is a living example of some of the principles that we're going to be talking about today. I'd love to introduce you to Mary Louise Zeller. Welcome, Mary Louise. Thank you very much, Dr. Paul. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, probably not as thrilled as I am to have you here. Okay, let's this, go. This has been a long time in coming to just get our schedules to jive and make this happen. But there's some conversations that, that we've had and some exposure that I've had to your life and your story and the things that you're doing that I have just really wanted to share with with all of you listeners out there. Some of you may have picked up on a blog post that I did not too long ago called Your Mess Becomes Your Message. And on that blog post, I shared a video that introduces... Mary Louise Zeller. And uh, I think we ought to start out with a little bit of your story, okay. just so that people know kind of where you're coming from. Um, it, start from the present, maybe. Tell us a little bit about who you are or how you're known in this world. And I know you don't toot your own horn a lot, but you've done some pretty fantastic things in the, in the world of martial arts and specifically Taekwondo. Okay. Tell us who you are. I'll report on my resume. Yeah. So where I am right now is I'm uh, almost a sixth degree. I am a master instructor, so I'm fifth degree. I've just qualified to take my sixth degree test, which I'm going to go to Korea this summer and do. So I'm a sixth degree master instructor. I am a 17-time U.S. national gold medalist and full contact 17. Olympic. Yeah, 17 times. Wow. I'm perseverant, dogged perseverance. Yes, you are. <laughs> Full contact taekwondo. Full contact, and also in the technique division, which is my real love and something we're going to talk about today, which mm -hmm. includes mastery and the benefit of taking on mastery of an art and what does that bring to your life. So I have walked a path for 20 years. Um, I started at a time um, that was very unusual in life. Mm -hmm. And um, I can also share that story and, and the benefit of what I've gotten out of it in terms of being ageless, being vitally alive, and really still having hopes and dreams and visions at the age of 65. So I'm 65 right now. I own world-class Taekwondo in Orem, Utah. And I've produced over a 100 uh, U.S. national champions and international champions. Through and your I, coaching and mentoring yep. and training. And I'm an international referee in Olympic-style Taekwondo. And I also have won eight world championship titles in uh, the U.S. Open twice and the Korea Open twice and 
Pan American Games. In your age division, right? No. Uh, A lot of those are in the 18 and over division. Some in so my that age kind of division. Is your age division. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm just well, the most over. <laughs> and Mary Louise, I wanted to to underscore that because you just kind of flew by this thing. Well, I'm 65 years old, and it's just a number. It's just a number to you. It means culturally, okay, yes. in the tribal cultures that we have, that means something else to a lot of people. Yes, um, what I've discovered in this and. You know, Dr. Paul, that my my husband, Ron Zeller, mm-hmm. is a world-class business consultant, seminar leader, developer leader. That's right. And we do a, he's, he does transformational courses, okay? So all of us love information. We study, we gain knowledge, and we gain experience to have a better life and to contribute mm-hmm. more to life. We gain wisdom, and then we teach others. Mm-hmm. And there's there's value in that. Mm-hmm. Um, of the other kinds of learning, motivational seminars or whatever, I find to be of less value because it's usually rah-rah and then it's gone mm-hmm. after a couple of days. But mm-hmm. transformational learning expands your perception, expands what you even think is possible. It expands uh, what you can think. So like you're an American male. You can't think like an Afghani man. Mm-hmm. Neither That's can right. he think like you. So mm-hmm. culture determines thinking. Mm-hmm. What you can think. But now what I'll say is where transformation comes in is culture unexamined determines mm-hmm. thinking. So it's like a fish turning around to see his own water. If you can turn around and you can see your own culture and realize it is not real. We speak it real. That's kind right. of like in the beginning was the word, the word was God, the word created heaven and earth, regardless Mm -hmm. of your religious beliefs. There's some learning in that because I think it's our divine heritage Mm -hmm. to have Mm -hmm. power in our word. And we must realize we have power in our word and to have power in our word. We also must have integrity. And that's another story. So, so we go through our life operating on a set of beliefs and assumptions and and i call this the mental template or the the background very good you're not even aware of it really a lot of it is all subconscious that's right and sometimes the subconscious has even more power to determine an outcome than conscious i'm a coach (laughs) and if i don't determine with my player if we got to the end of this game and you lost What would you now say was your reason for losing? Mm -hmm. And we try to uncover what's underneath because that's going to determine the outcome. Mm -hmm. So we're often driven by the unconscious, the unexamined. So so I live in an environment. This is my husband. Mm -hmm. I've been around these transformational courses for 30 years. Mm -hmm. I first did a course back in the 70s. That's where I met him. So we took transformation to the whole culture of aging. And in this country, we have a culture around aging. Which is where we got off on this philosophical... You and I are both philosophers, too. I would say we are. (laughs) We got off on this discussion about the whole culture and thing because I was commenting about this number that you threw out, 65, and we have a culture 
we have a tribal customer of belief about aging. Yes. And I've realized this more as I've talked to you because I have the same thing. And unexamined, you never question it. Yeah, we don't. We might say the word ageless, but I'm going to promise you something. I have had an experience. We call our course the Phoenix event. That's right. Okay. Yeah. You know, the Phoenix bird and the, the rebirth and the 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 myth of the Phoenix bird that as it ages, maybe for a hundred years, mm-hmm. it sets itself on fire in a nest with cinnamon and myrrh and all of that, mm-hmm. depending on the culture you read. But then it reemerges after three days. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Little kind um, of the Christian symbolism there. Yeah. Uh, after three days and becomes a new magnificent being. Mm-hmm. So a symbol mm-hmm. of, of transformation. So mm-hmm. I've had this experience regarding aging, of truly getting into a depth. How many people spend two and a half days examining the culture of aging? <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> you know, really. Mm-hmm. And But something wonderful is happening out of that course because not only agelessness is showing up. So when you can actually recognize that the whole culture regarding aging, what you expect, as you age, you really expect mm-hmm. to lose the ability to do everything right. that you now love to do. Mm-hmm. You expect to lose all of that. Sound like a mm-hmm. good game to you? Mm-hmm. Not a lot of fun. Lot Here's of fun. a game where you get to progressively lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's no hope. <laughs> but if you could reinvent yourself with the power of the human being to cause and create reality in our speaking, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you could invent yourself truly as ageless. I live in that world. You have a fascinating story about how you got to where you are. Yes. It just didn't well, twinkle. There you are. No. You had a very painful and powerful experience several, over 20 years ago. Yes. Um, and this is highlighted in the video clip that I put on my blog site. But would you mind sharing where this started for you? Sure. Where this piece started? I, I don't mind sharing that at all. I used to not be able to talk about it without mm-hmm. crying. Well, that's why I put this up on that. Your be- mess becomes your message. Yeah, this was a mess. It, actually, it was Mother's Day um, 20 years ago. My son mm-hmm. is 21 and a half now, so should you all be worried, did he live? He lived. He's 21 and wow. a half and in college right now. My daughter was asking about that. She wasn't sure after she saw Iology. Did her baby survive? Hey, maybe we should... Ask them to do a little addition in there. <laughs> well, we're going to publish it right now. So it, what happened is that your little, your little so, toddler. Yeah, we went to visit some friends in Grass Valley, uh, California, on Mother's Day to a Mother's Day brunch. And they had just moved into this house. Actually, they hadn't moved in furniture or anything, so it was an empty house. And my friend was showing me the house, and I had my little toddler by the hand, and she had kids about four or five years old, and they were kind of running around. No furniture, nothing to get into. Mm -hmm. So I kind of let go of his hand, and he was running around. We went upstairs, and I held his hand going upstairs. And when he pulled out of my hand to run ahead with the other children, I didn't think anything about it because it was an empty room. Mm-hmm. But this empty room had ceiling to floor windows, a whole wall of them. Oh, wow. And there was a screen that had a broken latch and they swung to the outside. Not exactly a good design. Mm-hmm. Um, but just as I walked in the room and here's this toddler who had never seen a screen at his height. And he reached out to touch the screen and he was out. Just fell right out. Yeah. He fell out. And I had this mind shock 
the room turned into a long black tunnel and I heard this rushing in my ears and I, you know, now looking back on it, I haven't a clue what that was. All I can say, it was a mind shock. Mm-hmm. My husband mm-hmm. said, I told him later I couldn't even scream and he said, you were screaming and I didn't know it. So I know I had some kind of right. mind shock. It, it's like a parent's worst fear. Your mind can't wrap around it. You can't think it. And then after a second, I took a step toward the window and it was like I realized he was gone and I rushed back downstairs and rushed out. And just as I went out the door, uh, my husband was already to him. He had the harder job. He had to check to see if he was breathing. He fell 20 feet on the concrete. Oh. So, but at, at the time I came out the door, he had lifted his head up and was crying. Oh, that's a good sign. Yeah, that was it. You knew, I knew he was alive. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think back about the horrible moment that my husband must have had. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, we've got more of that story we need to tell, obviously. Yes. We're going to do that as soon as we come back from this first break. If the pile of books you want to read is growing faster than the pile you have read, then Abundant Reading Systems can help you. After taking Abundant Reading Systems course, I dramatically increased my ability to expand my knowledge in a much more efficient way. My fastest test today was in 7,000 words per minute. I highly recommend this program from what I've seen it do for other people who've been through the entire program and from what I've seen in myself today. I've teamed up with Abundant Reading Systems to offer a single day intensive speed reading workshop that will at least double your reading speed, guaranteed. This belief started to grow inside of me that I thought, you know, I can really do this. I can read, you know, as fast as I let myself read and uh, ended up doubling my time, my speed reading time, which was really good. This is David Hinton, founder of Abundant Reading Systems. I want to personally invite you to join us for our next event. Visit AbundantReadingSystems.com now. Abundant Reading Systems, reading at the speed of imagination. Thank you for joining me for the Live on Purpose radio podcast. It is truly an honor to be a part of your prosperity team. Please visit my website, drpaul.org, to get connected with other tools for you and your family. There you will find links to my weekly e-zine, Empower, Harnessing the Power of the Mind, and to the free parental power teleconference that I host every week with my wife, Vicki. You can also check out upcoming events or pick up powerful information products. Feel free to contact me directly with questions, comments, or to book me for your company or private event. Email me through drpaul at liveonpurposeradio.com. You know what? I got two of my kids in the studio this morning. And there's kind of a funny story here because Mary Louise, you and I got together a couple of days ago and recorded this show. And then through a technical glitch, we have the honor and privilege of doing it again. 
Yahoo! <laughs> and uh, enjoyed our conversation then, but it was just practice. That's right. And that, Making it better. You know what? That, and we'll talk about that as we get into the games later on. Uh, but we left everybody hanging. Yes. On this story. Your, your yes. toddler fell out of this two-story window. He was he was quite seriously injured, isn't that? Yes, correct? he um, he had a fractured skull in three places, but fortunately didn't have any indentation of the skull, so it didn't put any pressure on the brain. He did get some brain swelling, so we did have to go to a neurologist for a while. Uh-huh. But basically, and you know, when a child injures his head, he he has to like wear a little helmet. And you have to make sure he doesn't fall or bump mm-hmm. anything and injure his head again. So it was a horrible time for me because I was actually pregnant again at the time. And Mm -hmm. uh, two days of following a toddler around, and I began to miscarry. My husband had to work. He was in Germany at the time. And uh, had it not been for the ladies in my church to come over and help me, I don't know how Mm -hmm. I would have lived through it. Wow. Yeah, so it was just a really, really hard time. But he recovered more quickly than I did. Little children, they they heal, they bounce back, and he actually is fine. But uh, for me, I had post-traumatic stress disorder. You know what that means. I sure do. I was just thinking this had to be one of, a, one of the most profound traumatic experiences that you could have had at that phase of your life. Yeah, I was a very confident kind of person, and it shattered my confidence. Um, mm-hmm. life looked dangerous. You know, one of the symptoms of PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder is you have uh, fearful imaginings and you cry. And I'd be That's driving right. down the road and I would start crying and I would, I could be washing dishes and think somebody would be sh- driving by and shooting in my window or, you know, I just had a thousand yeah. deaths a day and I, I judged my recovery by the numbers of fearful imaginings I had during the day. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, Mm. one Sunday morning, getting into the Taekwondo, I was reading the paper and I saw an ad for uh, Olympic sport Taekwondo, and it said um, that you could build confidence. And I realized I didn't have any, and that might be really good. Mm -hmm. Um, And it did say that, um, you know, you could become physically fit, and I had, you know, had... uh, trauma. I was overweight. I was about 25 pounds overweight. I, I had miscarried about six months pregnant. Mm. So, um, you were in your early to mid forties. I was, time. I was, I was 42. So this isn't the time when people go out thinking, Hey, I wonder which Olympic sport I could, <laughs> you know, develop from scratch. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't exactly think that I was looking right. to get fit and, um, to find aerobics yourself, and really. weights and running looked boring to me. Mm-hmm. So this looked interesting. And I don't know, there was something attractive about the martial arts. It's, um, I don't know, just exciting, mm. adventurous looking. It looked like it would engage more. And they do say that to master the martial arts is to master mind, body, and spirit. So I, I thought, oh, I must go check this out. And do you remember seeing the Karate Kid movie? Oh, yes. You remember Mr. Miyagi? Uh-huh. uh-huh. That was my master, Kim, in Vallejo, California. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. He's a Mr. Miyagi type. Yes. And I went in to just kind of check it out, and he hands me a uniform. He says, here, put this on. You know, and it's like, uh, I was just going to ask some questions, you know? <laughs> you don't piddle around with this stuff, though. <laughs> no. You're in or you're out. 
But there was this attitude that a master has mm-hmm. that you just go put the uniform on, you know? Right. And so I went and put the uniform on. It's those Jedi mind tricks. Yes, that's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. And I go put the uniform on, and then I came back, and I was totally engaged. There was mm-hmm. no fearful imagining in that hour. And I left feeling alive. It was like somebody had thrown me a life preserver, actually. Mm-hmm. And it was so distinct that when he said, come back the next day, I said, okay. Mm-hmm. And I came back the next day and the next and the next and the next. And I went every day, six days a week. Mm-hmm. Now, I was really out of shape. I had to mm. bounce on my bum down the stairs. I couldn't walk you after couldn't a week of this. Oh. And, and, and this was like, most of the most of the people, the other students, were teenage boys. Mm-hmm. And here's this 40-ish old woman, you know, who's yeah. overweight. And it was like, I don't know, a beached whale is how I felt. And oh. trying to swim with dolphins who were leaping all around me. Mm. And I thought, it was actually embarrassing. How I kept going, I don't know. Because, you know, adults kind of get it all together and they're not used to being beginners again. Mm-hmm. But there is genius in beginner mind to really have the humility. Mm-hmm. It's so humbling to just be an absolute awkward beginner. You can really ap- appreciate our, our young teenagers who are trying to get it all together and they feel so awkward and self-conscious. Mm-hmm. And that really was what it was like. One man told me, oh, I tried Taekwondo for a week. It almost killed me. I stopped. Uh-oh. But I didn't stop. I had to sleep in the bathtub for two Hmm. weeks. Ibuprofen didn't help. The pain kept me awake. The only way I slept was to sleep in the bathtub. It's a wonder I didn't drown. The water would get cold, and I'd wake up and run more hot water and go back Hmm. to sleep. (laughs) And I kept going. Amidst all of this pain, you felt alive. I was alive again. And that was so important. You were willing to pay that price. Exactly. To feel that. And in the martial arts, you develop focus. When I threw my first punch, it just wavered in the air. And Master Kim told me, that's a lack of focus. I was like, funny thing, you should mention that. (laughs) I don't have any. I couldn't Mm. cook a meal when I used to be masterful at it. I was working on a master's in psychology. You don't know that about Mm. me. I do now. Yeah. And part of PTSD is you cannot concentrate. And I couldn't Mm. read a page in an hour. I couldn't remember what I'd read. I'd lose my concentration. I couldn't clean the house. I'd forget what I was doing, going to one room to the other to get, and what was I doing now? So that's post-traumatic stress disorder. Well, the more solid the punch got, the more solid my mind got. Mm -hmm. So I was helping myself, and then I started getting stronger instead of just suffering, and I was Mm -hmm. really, really appreciating the liveness. Mm -hmm. And then one day Master Kim said, we're going to a tournament. And I was a blue belt at the time. Mm-hmm. And I thought he meant mommy things, cheerlead, make sandwiches, drive. Drive the minivan. <laughs> drive the minivan. Uh, he meant, no, Mary Louise, Get you will be on the mat. And, uh. and it's the kind of same thing. You know, the master says, put on the uniform. You put on the uniform. He says, compete. 
you show up and you compete and you walk up to that line and my heart was pounding out of my chest and I was like the thoughts in my mind I wish we could have published them that would have been a, wow you know put it on YouTube it would have been a scream like what am I doing here uh-huh. <laughs> this is madness what am, what I think I'm gonna do <laughs> and uh. then I won that match because I was fighting another old woman <laughs> <laughs> who was more scared than I was who was less secure than you were that's right and then afterwards, it felt like I was a junior in high school with my athletic bag slung over my shoulder going into the gym for the game mm-hmm. or on the bus, you know, all excited. And it, it was, again, very, very alive. Mm-hmm. So after it was over, I was like, far out. You know, this is wow. fun. Then you were hooked. Then I was hooked and I trained. And I started jumping rope like a boxer. I started running in the morning. I started doing weights, all of which I didn't like doing. Mm-hmm. But I'd do it for Taekwondo. That became your <clears throat> game. Yeah. You know, there was a, a woman that I was training with, and her husband asked her one time, he says, because she was at Taekwondo every night, he says, are you having an affair with your Taekwondo instructor? And she looked at him, and she said, and she just laughed at him, and she says, No. I'm having an affair with Taekwondo. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of like that. Mm -hmm. It's so enlivening, the mastery in in that game, that it's very, very seductive. It just empowers you so much Mm -hmm. that that you want it. Now, this is your game. Yes. But this is also also a model for, for this idea of the game. Yes. And different people have different games. Exactly. As far as the specifics of what it is they're doing. I'm thinking of a, a man named Paul Potts. You may be familiar with him. He He's the winner of Britain's Got Talent a couple of years ago. Oh. He's an opera singer. Oh, my gosh. He didn't discover that game until he did a similar thing to what you did, where he got out of his comfort zone he fully engaged in the process, and now he's creating tremendous value for so many people. He was selling cell phones before that. Wow. I, I love stories like that. Well, I got a video to show you after. Okay. Afterwards. But it doesn't, what I'm pointing out is it doesn't matter what the game is. There's this process of engaging in the game. Exactly. That enlivens you and it empowers you. Uh, they call me Master Zeller. Yes, they do. Because I'm a, you ask, what do they call me? They call me Ninja Grandma, too. And uh-huh. my master, Kim, calls me, I forget the Korean word, but it's diesel train. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like the workhorse, she'll get there. Right. Um, you know, but this game of mastery. So one of the things in my husband's work with people in accessing their greatness, mm-hmm. and because we all have it, it is to take on an impossible game. So in my Mm -hmm. 40s, taking on full contact, and I fought full contact, and I was fourth in the country in the 18 and over division in the year 2000. I almost made the Olympic team. I was on ABC, CBS, NBC Sports, Mm -hmm. uh, NBC's U.S. Olympic gold. Katie Couric interviewed me in New York City at CBS Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. You know, because I was very close at 58 years old. In a contact that required speed, agility, strength, endurance, power, balance, you mm-hmm. know, things you don't say in the same s- sentence with 58 years old. Right, right. <laughs> Much less 65. It doesn't fit the culture. It doesn't fit the culture. But needless to say, that's a box. And I was outside mm-hmm. that box. 
I always tell people the body is not the limit. Mm-hmm. Do the work. Yeah, that's right. The worst thing you can say to me is I have good genetics. And I go, I beg your pardon. It's mm-hmm. called work and breakthrough science. And, and even the work that I do mentally this of having a mindset. Uh, I don't like the word mindset. I like the word access to whole new worlds of possible mm. futures that weren't going to happen. Just opening up the possibilities. Yes. We'll do some more of that when we come back. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. Ever lost your car keys, your iPod, a remote control, or even your wallet? How often do you have to search for things that you lost? At one point in time, you put something somewhere, and now you don't remember where it was. The frustrating aspect of this common annoyance lies in the fact that you yourself can't remember where you put it. There is a new idea that is taking shape with the intention to end this problem. Yasuo Kuniyoshi has created a pair of eyeglasses that records everything you see. By appearances, these glasses are normal prescription glasses. But when you lose something, you no longer have to search for it. You just push rewind on your video glasses and watch for the missing items. But that is not all. These glasses have intelligent software that allows them to remember objects. You can look at your wallet with your glasses and say, wallet. The software will remember that this is your wallet and if you ever need to find your wallet you simply say to the glasses when did I last see my wallet? They will go back in the video recordings and show you the last time you saw your wallet. Congratulations Yasuo Kuniyoshi on a visionary idea. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com with the World of Ideas Report. I've got a great idea Wouldn't you like to know You probably can't bear it So I guess I'll have to share it I thought of it a moment ago Nothing so conclusively proves a man's ability to lead others as what he does from day to day to lead himself. Thomas Watson, IBM founder. Have you noticed, Mary Louise, that the tribe still sends you invitations to come back? <laughs> That's, that's kind of a funny thing, you know. We we get so ensconced in our cultural beliefs and ideas, and it's a, a lot of it's subconscious. And so just well-meaning people out there in the world going about their lives don't even realize that they haven't examined these beliefs, this cultural template that they have in their head. And so they see someone like you, and it doesn't fit. And so they try to explain it away in other ways. Do you know I hate that? Mm-hmm. I live for the day. You know, we, you and I were just talking on the break. 
said, you should come by my school sometime. Um, mm-hmm. I was teaching a bunch of young men how to do a spinning heel kick. I'm 65 years old. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it kind of blows my mind. I live for the day when it's not going to blow anybody's mind that it actually is ordinary. The, yeah, people do this. They can do that. Yes. It, it, it enlivens their, their life. Yes. To do that, to get engaged in that game and to become a master at what you love. And mastery is a path. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen one day to the next. Do you remember the story of the Velveteen Rabbit? Uh-huh. Do you remember the skin horse? He told the Velveteen Rabbit he wanted to become real. And he says, it happens over a lot of days. You'll be ragged and, and rough uh-huh. before, you know, and then, you know, you'll be loved. But mm-hmm. it's a daily process. And then mm-hmm. one day, you're real. And, it, and the path of mastery is like that. You'll be rough and ragged uh-huh. at the end of it, but you'll you be know, real. Some of the resistance that I think people have to truly living on purpose, as I, as I say it on this show, or achieving mastery, or playing those impossible games, is that it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of time. And I think that's true. Yes. I think that's true. But guess what? The time is going to pass either way. There you go. Whether or not you are playing your game. And you know what? You can't not play some game. Yes. But if you're not intentional about it, you're going to get default. That is one of the elements of an impossible game is right intention. You mm-hmm. do get default. If you are not living an ageless life, if you don't invent that for yourself, you get aging by default. That's right. That's what you get. That's the def- default game. Mm-hmm. You will just be getting older. I tell my students, what else are you doing for the rest of your life? So yeah. It's, it's the same thing. So you must, um, we can, we can, I've learned some things. About this game, first of all, right structure is really important. I walked mm-hmm. in one martial arts studio, and there was this, um, I'll just call it Mr. Macho Man. Okay. <laughs> and Karate Kid, him. he would have been the yeah. other guy. <laughs> that coach. Gotcha. Okay? And I could feel it walking in the door, and he was even kind of rude. Hey, what do you want? And mm-hmm. I, I just said, I was kind of backing out the door and I says, oh, I, I'm, I'm looking for a sewing shop. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> a grandma thing somewhere. And, yeah. um, you know, so I didn't even own up to that. I was coming in there to check out the martial arts. But when I walked in Master Kim's studio and I s- sat there a while and watched him with people, the positive way in which he taught them, mm-hmm. he didn't bully, mm-hmm. um, he encouraged, he corrected, he corrected a lot, but mm-hmm. he was like, wow, I really like how you're trying with this. Now let me show you how to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. And I loved his, his manner. And then I checked into his credentials and he was the real deal. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say they are something and we got the internet nowadays. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> have it back Google then. Them. <laughs> you can Google them. That's right. And um, so you want to make sure that, if you're going to take on a game, you're actually playing the game with somebody who knows the game mm-hmm. and uh, somebody who's going to be an empowerer, somebody who can empower you. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody who's committed to you. Master Kim never treated me like a middle-aged, overweight woman. He required of me to be a champion. And he, he saw that it. in you. He saw that in you maybe before you saw that in you. He didn't see it. He made it. Right. Neither well, one of us saw it. When I walked in his door, he did not say, here comes a champion. It was like, where are the kids? Surely it's not this woman. <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of like uh, my daughter sitting over here does some sculpture. And to sculpt something, it doesn't just go from a blob to this this wonderful piece of art. Right. It goes through a transformation. Yes. And you gradually approximate. And as you get a little closer, you think, okay, well, now that I can see this much, I can see that if I were to do this or that, it would be even better. And so there's this process, you know. Yes. Sometimes people, it's like they stay in their driveway waiting for all the green lights to be green between here and their destination before they'll leave. Just go. Just go. Go to the corner. You know, you're going to hit some red lights along the way. Don't worry about that. Exactly. It's all a process and a journey. That's what Master Kim did with me. He sculpted me. Mm -hmm. So I found the right master. You just have to look and keep your eyes open and, like I say, use Google. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> but then the other part is to be the right student. So mm-hmm. many people take on something half-hearted or some little thing comes up and, oh, I don't feel like going to training today or, oh, I need to do this instead. And their commitment falls by the wayside. It's mm-hmm. a weak intention. It's a weak commitment. Uh, Carlos Castaneda said something in one of his Don Juan books, and he he said, um, the the difference between an extraordinary human being and an ordinary human being is that in the life of all human beings come cubic centimeters of chance Mm. that if recognized and seized and taken as your own, engaged in fully and magnified by who you are, Totally mm-hmm. transform that life. That's right. And that the ordinary person will see that cubic centimeter chance and they go, I don't feel like it today. I don't have enough money. I don't want to. I don't, you know, and it's like. That's the weather report. Right. <laughs> They're just giving up. What do I feel like? I feel like it today. I don't feel like it today. It's cloudy today. It's sunny today. You know, yeah. so it is. It's a weather report. Mm-hmm. And um, so if you have the right master, um, You know, and I I have to laugh. It's like I I talk about environment. Um, He, at that time, he's got a beautiful school now in Vallejo, California. But at that time, it was a hole in the wall with (laughs) concrete floors and Uh it was a mess. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a Zen environment school. You should come see it sometime. I think I will do that soon. Oh, yeah. It's got got, uh, wood grain mats. It's got waterfalls and Asian art. And it really is very Zen, you know, stone (laughs) pots with green plants. We'll come see. Not like a sweaty old gym. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so I believe in in, uh, the the right teacher. And you must seek that. And if Mm -hmm. your heart as a student, they say when the student is ready, the master appears. And I was ready. I was ready to take ownership of my life and heal myself. I, Mm -hmm. I helped heal my son. And it was time to heal myself. And uh, then I had to come to training. So I had to show up and engage wholeheartedly, like with the heart of a child. Mm -hmm. Be willing to be awkward. Be a white belt when you're a white belt. 
Embrace white belt. Be the best white belt in the whole wide world. Do all the white belt stuff. Be white belt stuff. And then I went into yellow belt and so on, all the way through all the ranks. Mm -hmm. And then I began competing. And then I started training more. It was so enlivening, this competition thing. Some parents worry. They say, oh, it'll damage my child's self-esteem if they compete. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. My competitors, you should see them. When you go from white belt to black belt, first of all, it's transformational. It'll create a new possibility of you. You Mm -hmm. will not naturally mature in what you'll get to going through that process, no matter how old you get. So it's a structure Mm -hmm. of transformation. Then you add competition and win or lose. You learn some lessons. You learn presence. You learn to have your heart beat out of your chest and go do it anyway. You learn courage. Like if you put weight on a muscle, it grows, right? Mm-hmm. Courage is the same way. Yes, it is. You exercise courage and it grows. And that doesn't mean not having fear. In fact, courage exactly. implies fear. People ask me, when do you ever get over being nervous? I've competed now and performed for 20 years. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't know. I've been competing 20 years. I'm not over it I'll yet, let you but know. If I'll let you know when <laughs> I get there. Well, and just as a side note, you are training now for, for Olympic competition. Yes. You're not just coaching. You're playing this game. Yes. That's something I think is a gift to my students because they know. I know what they deal with. Here you go actually creating what you just declared a few minutes ago when you said you're looking forward to this world where it's a matter of course that people are living their dreams. Of course they are. That's what people do. That's what people are empowered to do. And this number that you're going to take to the Olympics with you is going to shake some people up. Exactly. Um, It's not uh, signed, sealed, and delivered, but it's really moving strongly towards uh, having technique and form, which has always been my real love in this Mm -hmm. game. It's a different aspect than the full contact, isn't it? Uh, where we wear mm-hmm. protective gear, but st- and actually basketball has a higher injury rate than full contact taekwondo. I've got a swollen finger to prove that this morning. <laughs> right, yeah. it's supposed to be non-contact basketball. Well, and whether you know whether we actually hit that that goal that we think that we have, as you sculpt yourself within this game, other opportunities present themselves. It's amazing, and it it gives you the power to inspire. Exactly. And that's the next level that Mm -hmm. once, you know, when you practice, you, you be, be a beginner and you practice and practice. And that really, it is the practice that transformed. There's the Japanese samurai warrior, Miyamoto Musashi. He has a story where he said he, he was the, the master of two swords. And he wrote Mm -hmm. that book of five rings that all the Japanese businessmen they, see, they consider business to be war games, <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. the art of war for them, is mm-hmm. this book of five rings. But Miyamoto Musashi said he was training himself for accuracy with a sword, and he would take a tiny pea, and he would try to strike it from a standing position and slice it in two. And mm-hmm. he practiced and practiced every day, and then he said his percentages went up but he says one day after many 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 hours of practice and thousands of strikes that he uh saw that pea look like a melon and he never missed again so Mm -hmm. practice is the access to mastery wow powerful stuff 
right back. Raising kids is one of the most challenging and rewarding experiences we can have in life. Your children didn't come with an owner's manual, so it's up to you to learn whatever will assist you in your role as a mom or a dad. Join me and my husband, Dr. Paul, for a free weekly discussion about all of the hot topics in parenting. Listen to what others are saying about these calls. By applying the things I've learned to the parental power calls, I'm finally becoming the mom I always thought I would be. I really like to use parental power as kind of like a reference book. So as I have concerns with my parenting, I like to be able to look up on the blog and then listen to whatever podcast seems closely related. So I like the variety of, of topics, the variety of age groups that are addressed. I'm on the parental power calls as often as I possibly can because I know I'm going to come away with something I can apply to being a parent that very day. Let us join your parenting team through parental power. Just send an email to Dr. Paul at liveonpurposeradio.com to register for the live calls. Or just check us out first through the link at drpaul.org. All of the previous calls are posted on our blog site, where you can also add your own input. Let's team up to start parenting on purpose. This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about morebetterbooks.com. MoreBetterBooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life. Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on MoreBetterBooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best-smelling book could change your life forever. It certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States and in Israel and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at MoreBetterBooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hidden messages. Pick up a copy now today on MoreBetterBooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great. These titles are only available on MoreBetterBooks.com. Go to MoreBetterBooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose. I realized as we were talking, Mary Louise, that you have very skillfully just kind of guided us through this process of mastery. I'm thinking about the different elements that we've talked about, how there's there's usually a transformational event of some kind in your life that wakes you up to the discontent that you're experiencing. Ron calls it a crucible event. Yeah. And, you know, we haven't said much about Ron, although he is a powerful, powerful leader in this world. And and he's the reason I even know you, because I, I, I met Ron years ago doing a radio show. Mm-hmm. And Ron was on as a guest on a show that Garrett Gunderson and I were doing. Yes. And uh, since then, I've I've just seen some remarkable things. And I've learned your story and I've learned Ron's story, which is truly amazing as well. And I'll save that for when Ron's sitting in that seat. Yeah, we need to get him here. He'll come. But he's the grandmaster. He's the grandmaster, Zeller. Yeah, he's and my hero. I told you during a break that 
the, one of the things I love about you and Ron is that you both see each other that way. He yeah. calls you his incalculable wealth, wealth elf. elf. <laughs> right. And that's just, but that didn't just happen either. You created that. Yes. You intended it and you, and you continually on a daily basis exercise that. Sometimes you don't know you're creating that. It is in the playing a game all out. Mm-hmm. You find a worthy game. You find a game worth playing. And mm-hmm. I like something that has a physical aspect to it, although you could make it art. Just make sure you have something physical going on in your life, too. Right. It, your impossible game, you know, could be you just invent for yourself what is the translation of being on the mat, of being uh, the Olympic champion in mm-hmm. your game. And then you do it all out and you practice and you refine. I threw a thousand kicks a day as I came up to competitions. And I would do that for months in, months out, six days a week, a thousand kicks a day. And I had a little chart and I would go check them all off and I'd have my combinations and my plans and everything. And, and you just do the work, do the work. I tell, I tell my kids when I teach them, I say the one who kicks the most wins. (laughs) It's real (laughs) simple. Yeah. You know, but then after you get a certain prowess, you begin to create back into the art. That's where the master comes in. But there's no, now Mm -hmm. you've arrived, you're the master. If you cease to create it, you cease to be the master. You cease to live. You cease to be alive. So you must go back Mm -hmm. and teach and empower others to greatness. You must be back in there. That's why my husband is 76 years old and he could run you into the ground. Don't ever say yes to go for a walk after dinner. (laughs) Well, you told me Thursday he's he's, uh, gearing up to run the Badwater. Yes. Which is an ultra marathon. I had Jerem Thurston on my show who, who ran it last year. Wow. And he was talking about this and... It's it's just next to impossible that the human body can do this. Here's your husband in his mid-70s out there doing crazy things. He uh, ran 140 miles in the Himalayas. Well, it violates the culture. It does. You're not supposed to be able to do that, but we're rewriting the culture. We're rewriting the culture. We're reinventing culture. You guys you want to join with us? <laughs> there you go. Come on out and play. We're having some fun games. And, yeah. Uh, it's better than the alternative. <laughs> well, so this whole process of mastery we've talked about, you'll have these events in your life that create the need for you to examine your current culture, yes. the discontent, the crucible event, whatever it is. I call it planned adversity. Okay, there you go. You know, everybody, there are a lot of people suffering crises mm-hmm. in life right now. And I, I've realized something. The troops aren't coming. We're the troops. We are the troops. (laughs) We're the troops. You're right. Okay. You're right. So miracles show up in the world of which we speak in mastery. You have Mm -hmm. no idea what can happen when you're giving 100% to an impossible game. When I was Mm -hmm. a little girl, I didn't sit around dreaming about being a a world champion in Taekwondo. I didn't even know the world existed. Mm Mm-hmm. But it was in accepting that cubic centimeter of chance and then engaging in it wholeheartedly. Um, And it really isn't about just the game, even though I love the martial arts. Mm -hmm. It really is about the engagement wholeheartedly and taking on the mastery of it. That's right. And the practice of it. It is in the practice. That's what Musashi said. 
It is in the practice that transforms you, that creates a new possible you. And then you empower others in that game and miracles show up. And Mm. that in that game, because I challenged myself in the planned adversity, it is hard. Oh yeah. I mean, I've had, I've had moments like you can't believe, like I got the, in, in the year 2000 at the, at the Korea open that I won two gold medals, they invited me to run the torch. They'd been riding, running the torch, like an Olympic torch from the mm-hmm. birthplace of Taekwondo all the way to Seoul. And then I got to run it into the stadium along with a, a university president. And it was oh, the most wow. amazing experience. It was the night of a, an eclipse of the moon. And later we sat and watched like one of those big screens like they have in downtown New York City. And mm-hmm. my husband was like, I don't believe I'm watching my wife on a big screen TV in Seoul, Korea. Korea. <laughs> you know, with fireworks in the background and an eclipse of the moon. You know, running yeah. a torch into the stadium, you know, for the opening ceremonies of the you know, the, the Korea open games, Mm -hmm. you know, celebrating 2000 years of, of Taekwondo Mm -hmm. and having it become an Olympic sport, you know, so I've had moments like that, but you know what they call it? What is it? The thrill of victory Victory and the the agony agony of defeat. defeat. I've had them both and you got to be willing. It's a package deal. It's a package and you experience it all. And that's what transforms you like the velveteen rabbit. Mm -hmm. You just have it all. And then it's like new possibilities show up. And that's mm-hmm. a creative world rather than us reacting to life. So I say you can either live in a creative world, which you're taking your power to generate and create life and empower life and be fully alive. You know, you talk about being ageless. It is the world of ageless is to invent and create. What do you consider right. what do you consider old people to do? Sit in the rocking chair, watch my mother watched TV for the last five years of her life. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean she stopped driving when she turned sixty. Um it it is sad. It's like they go, Oh, I'm old. I can't do it. And then they go to the script that the tribe scripted for them and yep. what am I supposed to do now? The default oh. script. Yeah, the rocking chair, the nursing home, whatever right. it is. Well, I invite you to run across the country with me when I'm 80, okay? Hey, um, I'm there. You know, why not? What's the next <laughs> adventure? Uh, My husband will tell me, he goes, okay, Elf, what's our next adventure? Right. And he's 76, but you look at him and you be with him, and it's like you're being with a 50-year-old, maybe mm-hmm. a 35-year-old if you happen to go running with him. Right. And wonder why you can't keep up with this old guy mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, as he's running straight up. 20 miles. So just a quick recap. You're going to, you're going to find the right game for you. Yes. Make sure you have a great coach, a great coach, a team of very important. Then you be a great student and then be a great student. And that includes doing the work. Yes. You get out there, you throw the kicks, you do the practice, whatever it is that, that will refine your skills and bring you to that higher level, whether you feel like it or not. Somebody says, let's dance. It's like, you're ready to go. You get up and dance. You get up and dance. And then you become Mm. the teacher. And then you stick with it. Yep. You just got to, and you've got to endure just a little longer than you think you can. Yeah. 23 years I've been doing this. And my students, one one of my students was in the army. He says, you are the grandmother my army sergeant used to talk about. (laughs) Like, you know, my grandmother can do better than that. (laughs) (laughs) You're her. I'm her. There you go. And the push-ups and the sit-ups and the, you know. My grandmother could kick your buns. Yeah. 
my my little guy when he went to kindergarten I, I went to school to pick him up and the teacher says you know what you know how the little kids go my dad's gonna beat your dad up and and adam told his friend you know when they were in this argument he mm-hmm. says my mother can beat your dad up and he says she cannot and he said she can too <laughs> <laughs> And the teacher said, and oh, I know what fun. you did. And so I knew he was telling him the truth. Well, Mary Louise, we're, we're coming up on the end of our discussion for today. I think we're going to have other discussions. Why not? But uh, I want to make sure people are aware of how to get connected with you and what you're doing and with your your wonderful husband, Ron, and the power and the treasure that that, that is that you're bringing to this world. The Phoenix event yes. is one of the ways that you're offering an intensive course in this transformation. Yes. If you want access to the world of ageless, limitless life, come and do the Phoenix event. We only mm-hmm. do them twice a year in spectacular Sundance, You Utah. hold this at your home. Yes. We have a library that we turned into a seminar room. And Master Chef Zeller yes. <laughs> provides all of the wonderfully nutritious yes. food. And I've heard wonderful things about the food, too. Yeah. People say it's worth doing the seminar just for the food. So it's a three-day event. It is a three-day event. Okay. Now, the one in uh, April is actually two days. It's April 18th and 19th coming right up. We have a few spots left. We only do this for 20 people at a time. And then we have another Mm -hmm. course in September 18, 19, and 20th. That one is three days. Okay. Right. And so I would say if you want access to this world, just be in the event. Let's go to the website. Okay. uh, To get you guys connected with this. And I'll put a link on the blog at uh, liveonpurposeradio.com if you lose track of this. Thephoenixevent.com. Now, you've got to spell Phoenix phonetically. F-E-N-I-X. Yes. And it's the Phoenix event spelled F E N I X dot com. Yes. The Phoenix event dot com. And that's how they can get yes. more information or get registered for this. Sure. And if you want to make your game Taekwondo, come to World Class Taekwondo and I will give each and every one a free private lesson. Wow. And I charge a hundred dollars for those. As long as they mention <laughs> Live on Purpose Radio. As right? long as they mention Live on Purpose Radio. Because that's where we're having this discussion today. Yeah, we're in Orem, Utah. Wow, what a generous offer. We're in Orem, Utah at Center and State Street. World-class taekwondo. World-class taekwondo. It's the the premier taekwondo studio in the world. I would say Uh, so. Because Master Zeller (laughs) is the one that's there. Yes. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. Paul. I've enjoyed this. This has been a transformational experience for me. I feel as as we have these kinds of discussions... That some of some of the beliefs that I've held are now being examined, and once I start to examine them, I can change them. And I hope that all of you listeners today will pay attention to what it is that triggered that kind of thinking for you. I know we're coming up on the end of our show here. I want to give you the last word. The last word. How kind. Yeah. What do you want to? I'll close say. Out with? My coach used to tell me, and they used this in the Iology movie. Uh, Leave it on the mat. Leave it all out there. Don't save it for a rainy day. Don't take it easy. Uh, Don't pace yourself. Leave it all on the mat. So that's what I'd tell you. Get in there and play and leave it on the mat. Thank you. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Go out there and live on purpose, everybody.